I should tell you that I didn't realize that I only had those three to choose from uh, because I've never played this game because I have no uh, social. Uh, I, uh, I never had friends growing up. <laughs> I don't play games. I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm a hundred percent that bituation room. What's going on, Frantifa? How are you? It is a Thursday. Doesn't matter what day of the month it is. I forget. You might be listening into the future. What is going on? So good to see you. So good to have you here. Um, we have an amazing show. I think I'm going to rename this show today uh, Between Two Zaddies, because that's what it is. Uh, I've got a comedy zaddy. I've got a politics zaddy. I'm super excited. Sam Cedar and Bassam Yusuf are here, you guys. Get fucking pumped, all right? Just, you know, take a shot or something of green juice or whatever you do. Do some push-ups right now. Uh, we're going to get into some stuff. We're going to, we're talking about Trump going full Nazi. We're talking about ExxonMobil uh, and lobbying behind the scenes. We're talking about the Supreme Court's extremist agenda finally coming to fruition, bearing that disgusting fruit. Uh, it's like, it's a mealy watermelon. It's a, it's a, you know that like mealy watermelon that someone brings? You're like, I like watermelon. I gotta eat this whole fucking, that's what it is. Uh, and then we are bringing back sext elect overthrow. I don't know if it's a fan favorite, but it's my favorite. It's something we used to do um, back in the day slash a year ago uh, when we started streaming live. Um, sext elect overthrow with all your favorite Democrats. Get pumped for that. Uh, and and so good to have you here. Um, if you haven't already, like the stream, share the stream. Sharing is caring as well as leaving a review. Leave a review, five stars on iTunes if you're listening in the future. Also, do we make it? Do we make it? Let me know in that review. And don't hate on the fart song, guys. Don't hate on it. I was in San Diego doing shows and I had live Frantifa fans come out who said they demanded that the fart song be back. So the fart song will be back on Sunday. We're doing another show Sunday. This is a three show week, holy shit. Um, a three show week. So on Sunday, doing the fart song, shouting out all the new patrons. Thank you so much, you guys, for becoming a patron and for tipping the show TBR Live on Venmo, TBR Live on Cash App. Um, and hey, you can become a patron too. Patreon.com slash Bituation Room um, for all the good bonus episodes, for the merch that I am slowly harvesting from just the most local, artisanal, um, all made of hemp and like, you know, workers who only work two hours a day and then they read like Franz Fanon for the rest of the day. I'm just making sure it's sourced right. Uh, so make sure, become a patron. Holy shit, become a patron. And follow us on Twitter uh, at the Bituation. What is there? Bituation pod? Bituation pod. Oh God. Do I host this show? Thank no, don't follow me. Thank you, Goat. Don't follow, follow the show on Twitter. Do that. Um, but right now, you guys, it is time for uh, the segment that we always start this show off with, uh, which is 
What are you bitching about now? Okay, so I am going to forego what I am bitching about because I'm actually really happy. I'm super, super excited that I have my two guests to come on and to uh, bitch for me Um, because I'm just happy. I don't have anything to complain about now that I've got both of these guests on. So without further ado, he is the host of Air America Radio's The Majority Report. Still Air America? A live progressive news show which streams daily on YouTube and The Majority Report app and on the Peacock app, I believe, and is available as a podcast on all listening platforms. He's performed in, or written for such shows as Marin, Two and a Half Men, Friends, as a recurring character on Bob's Burgers. He's also been in Sex and the City. I wonder if he's coming back for the reboot. Um, his weekly podcast, Ring of Fire, which he hosts with Emma Vigling, can be found on fans.fm. This might be an old bio. Please welcome Sam Cedar. Uh, thank you, uh, Francesca. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, I do, Should I go right into what I'm bitching about? No, I just wanted to say what a fucking nightmare that you're here. I didn't actually expect you to <laughs> show up. Is, I'm going to cut to uh, my cat now. I'm just going to cut to the cat video. I understand. Uh, Believe you know, me, I get this reception uh, very often these days. It uh, I, It's happening quite a bit. I can't look at you directly in the eye. I can't look at the camera. So I, don't, uh, I understand. I, that's why gonna, I, I have my uh, sort of uh, semi-tinted glasses. And that's part of the reason why I do that is because. Yeah, I'm going to look over here and tell you to take off your glasses. Full force of my velveteen rabbit eyes or whatever <laughs> it is. To, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. So obviously we're talking about Steven Crowder and Sam's Correct. epic debate that. Uh, Never I don't happened. know if you can call it a debate when someone just leaves the ring now, and uh, yeah uh really i mean um it was basically my means in which to um uh to send him to the hospital you'll notice that he's been in the hospital he's had uh, i think heart surgery and has been recovering uh, this week and that is, yeah when i don't wear these uh polarized you know changing glasses um and i look directly into um directly into someone's eyes even if it's uh via zoom or Streamyard, uh i i tend to um end up giving them heart palpitations so yeah like i wish him well but i also definitely wish him permanent heart palpitations after well, not debating you hopefully the surgery will have uh, corrected it for him so we'll see you know he's got to live on he can't go no, uh, I don't think he's going to pass away. I think he's going to be fine. Um, but uh, that was that was the situation. I went on and I I didn't wear those glasses, and so there he is. But you gave Mayfib, uh, Sam. Yeah, tell us what you're bitching about today. Well, I mean, uh, I'm bitching about a lot of things, but uh, the the first is I'm still mad that Air America went out of business over 11 years ago. Uh, and put it so in your bio? I'm so mad about it that I continue to put it in my bio. <laughs> and also I'm mad that I never wrote for friends or that other show that you said, I never wrote for those shows. Really? No, well, you, you should know, just lie. I, there's a weird fan fiction. Every now and then I see a search that, and someone's written this extensive story about my life that none of it is true. It's very strange, but uh, that's like so, that's like when I look at my bios and it's like she was born in Buenos Aires. It was like nope, and she is forty eight, and I'm like God fuck yeah no, 
But well, look, be careful with that because I'm <laughs> I'm a little bit older than 48. I can tell you that right now. So, but uh, yes, it's very strange. But I'm really bitching about, and it, it would have been the Supreme Court, but I know we're going to talk about that more in depth. Yes. So I'll just make it about uh, uh, Breyer. Stephen Breyer has, um, it was announced this week that he had hired four clerks, which, and we are now, you know, m further away from the end of the term. They've announced their final uh, rulings. Mm -hmm. And there's every reason to believe that um, this guy is not going to retire. And uh, it is an abomination. It is the one of the, the greatest acts of narcissism that I think um, in the modern era, I mean, Joe Lieberman was up there uh, when <laughs> during the ACA battles, but the idea yeah. that Breyer wouldn't resign now uh, is, is because he doesn't think the judiciary should be politicized uh, and should be tied into is, is just absurd. It is, um, it's just the most distressing thing I can imagine. Even as much as I uh, hold uh, Ginsburg responsible for, um, um, you know, for her not resigning, she at least thought that she could resign during the Clinton administration, which never happened, of course. And that I thought was an abomination as well. Yeah. Breyer is almost even worse at this point. I mean, th this is going to impact, uh, you know, my kids yeah. uh, for, you know, their entire adult lives. Yeah, like actually dying is a political act. You you will politicize the Supreme Court when you kick the bucket. So four clerks, that's like too many. But like he's got like they're just going to we're weekend at burning him. Uh, the, no, the idea is that, you know, he wouldn't hire these clerks if he was um, not if he was going to retire. So uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to. I see. I see. I got it. I thought, OK, right. So they've got a job, i.e. he's not going to retire. That's something good to bituate about. Um, we're going to talk more about the Supreme Court in a little bit, but I want to bring in our other guests. Oh, my God, I can't believe I have these two gentlemen at the same time. Uh, maybe he also has written for Friends or Two and a Half Men, I hope. Uh, he's a comedian and who was the creator and host of the popular TV show Al Bernameg. I pronounced that wrong. A political satire show, which was the first of its kind in the Middle East, became the most watched show in the history of Egyptian television with 40 million viewers every week and over 2 million YouTube subscribers. He's of course appeared on The Daily Show four times, been dubbed the Jon Stewart of the Middle East. Um, when he's not touring, he can be found hosting his podcast, Remade in America, and shows all over this country. Please welcome Bassem Youssef. Hi guys, thank you for having me. Uh, first of all, I would uh, I, since English is my second language, I had to Google the word zaddy, uh, which is uh, turned out to be a sexually attractive man, especially an older one who is fashionable uh -huh. or charismatic. I don't know if I should be happy or offended, but thank you so much for that. Uh, another thing is like a zaddy is a man with swag who is attractive and also fashionable and old. Uh, it, it just keeps coming up old. So Hell yeah. Thank you so much. I, old, I, I, I appreciate it. mostly old. I appreciate uh, No, look, We're we do old. Me Too reparations on this show, and uh, this is part of that. So yeah. if you feel objectified, just know that that is feminist. I, th I think this is ageist. You being an ageist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bossom, so good to have you, you. Uh, on the show. Thanks for joining us. I know you have to get out to your um, your 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 trainer has got all kinds of uh, 
hit workouts prepared for you so you gotta you gotta leave pretty soon I have to but keep tell that me zaddy vibe you know i have, I have to yeah, you gotta keep that zaddy vibe. body going yeah but uh, tell me what are you bitching about basim i'm bitching about people still bitching about vaccination <laughs> no seriously okay. i mean i mean i mean why are you still bitching about being vaccinated why don't you just go and vaccinate i mean those are the people who are holding everybody back i mean we are we vaccinate our children or else they're not going to get into public schools and those people are, are, are still bitching about like, oh, the vaccine has a microchip or it's going to kill you. And like, if you look at the numbers, despite the Delta variant, and the, 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 the virus didn't go anywhere. And yet only 50% of the people are vaccinated. And still we have a decline in numbers of, 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 of coronavirus cases. So it works. Yeah. And still people are bitching about it and don't want to be vaccinated. And, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not like a guy who's a big fan of authoritarian decisions but i think really we should in have this kind of vaccine passport you're not going to travel unless you have a vaccine a vaccination card or a vaccination passport because i can't travel anywhere because i have to get like a pcr test every three days if i want to go to multiple countries it's i know it's like a first world country that i want to travel but enough already go get vaccinated uh, the, the the kind of conspiracy theories that we've been through this whole year about oh there's going to be a chip there People, people would rather believe a guy like David Icke, who is a conspiracy theorist in England, mm -hmm. who actually perpetuates the fear that we've been, we are being ruled by a race of alien lizards than going to get a vaccination. This is ridiculous. The lizard thing, I mean, does have some uh, some credence. Uh, the the changeling. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Mount Shasta, but I mean, no, no. But but what, by the by the way, the whole thing about like being so racist against lizards. By the way, lizards have been exactly I mean, like look at lizards. I mean, I mean, one of those lizards have been talking to us every single day, trying to convince us that fifteen minutes can save fifteen uh, percent on car insurance every single day. <laughs> What's wrong with lizards? We have uh, like a live. There's nothing wrong with lizards. I mean, the whole thing about like lizard phobia is just yeah. absurd. No, I'm not convinced that lizards wouldn't do a better job at running our government yeah, than I'm, 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 I'm already saving tons of money on car insurance because of them. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't be oh, so gosh. sure that lizards aren't already running our government. Yes. Let's put it that way. So I mean, look at look at Mitch McConnell. Oh, we did lose uh, Donald Rumsfeld this week. I don't oh, know why they came to mind. Uh, go ahead, lizard, King Lizard. Um, yeah. Yeah, I we need look, you have to get vaccinated to travel anyway outside of COVID. Yeah. So the idea that people are still on about it is like, nah. But then again, I also believe people don't travel. I think every American should have obviously four day work week, but also one trip every five years abroad. That's it. Expand your horizons. Go to the socialist country you're actually afraid of. It's actually kind of nice. They've got great pina coladas. Mm -hmm. Cuba's lovely. Um, there's healthcare. If you, something happens to you, you get treated. You don't really, you don't have to pay anything. You know, that's what I think generally. But um, yeah, no, that's good to bitch about. I've been doing indoor comedy. I'm sure you have too, Basim. And you're like, you don't really want to ask the crowd if they're vaccinated because you don't really want the honest answer. No, but but you, they, but you see, they don't get vaccinated. But then when you ask them, uh, anybody here not vaccinated, they will not say I'm not vaccinated because they're scared. So they will just like, spread their viruses and conspiracy theories otherwise does that seem weird to you okay last thing on this does it seem weird to you because like yes we've gotten incredible unfettered access to the vaccine as americans whereas the rest of the world yeah. still struggling and i've got my vaccine 
you know, card ready to go, like in my wallet, like, oh man, you wanna, yeah, I'm just like waiting for somebody. And instead they're like, no, no, I need your ID so you, uh, to see if you're 21 to get into this bar. You can only spread COVID in here if you're over 21. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that, I think that's so weird because it is such so uniquely American of being allergic to any kind of what appears to be government oversight. Um, that like we have this access, but yet we can't even fucking like flex it because nobody can, nobody is allowed to, and nobody is, even private businesses aren't checking. Now, th this is the most hypocritical thing about those people bitching about uh, government oversight. They will bitch about government oversight in me medical care or in, uh, or in schools or whatever. Oh, get the government out of my business. And yet they like, they are big supporters of police and army and troops, which is government. They are, they, right. they are, they would like love to have like the government spend more than 66% of the American budget every year on defense, but that's, that's not government oversight. Oh yeah. Let's, let's keep safe. So just, it's very hypocritical. It's just like, it's terrible. 100%. All right. Well, we got to move on. What's up? I know it's ridiculous. And I, you know, I, I, Bossom's point about the, if your kids go to school, they've got to get, uh, there's a whole series of vaccinations they have to have to protect the other children. And it's, it's just absurd. And, you know, the only thing that, you know, the only mitigating factor about this is that uh, of the, uh, in May anyways, according to the AP of the 18,000 people that died, only 150 were vaccinated. Um, and so it is um, at the very least, even if we are, um, as adults, we're exposed to the Delta uh, variant, it is mm -hmm. more than likely not going to have a big impact, particularly if you're under the age of 65 or 75. Uh, but yeah. it is, you know, it's, 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 it's still a danger to the kids to some extent. And, uh, you know, my eight-year-old cannot get vaccinated at this point. So it, it's, it's really, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, won't say what I want to say about long-term COVID effects. I'm like, I don't want long-term COVID effects. Also erectile dysfunction, y'all. Erectile dysfunction. Okay. Um, let's get into the week. It's not over yet, but who cares? So a couple things that happened, a few things. Uh, President of Haiti assassinated. Wow. Okay. Uh, the death toll from the Surfside building collapse reaches 60. Trump stages a rally three hours away. Anyway, uh, Fox News is starting a weather channel, probably just about snowflakes. The Olympic Committee has proven it clearly hasn't found the right strain of weed, you know? It just, it gets too paranoid and just like, you know, gotta find the right blend. Um, and Jeff Bezos has stepped down as Amazon CEO to assume role as God? Probably God. For everything else, this is The Week Where. Yeah, so this was The Week Where. Uh, we bought a vowel in the Wheel of Fortune puzzle that spells Trump is a fucking Nazi. Uh, according to a new book by Michael Bender, uh, Trump, on a visit to Europe to mark the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War, Donald Trump insisted to his then chief of staff, John Kelly, well, Hitler did a lot of good things. Bender reports that Trump made the remark during an impromptu history lesson in which Kelly reminded the president which countries were on which side during the conflict and connected the dots from the First World War to the Second World War and all of Hitler's atrocities. But Bender says uh, that 
Kelly then told the president that he was wrong and Trump was undeterred, emphasizing German economic recovery under Hitler during the 1930s. Kelly pushed back again, Bender writes, and argued that German the German people would have been better off poor than subjected to Nazi genocide. Um, Bender adds that Kelly told Trump that even if his claim about the German economy under the Nazis in 1933 were true, quote, you cannot ever say anything supportive of Adolf Hitler. You just can't. Okay, John Kelly, fucking woke police here. Uh, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, the guys, the only good thing that Hitler ever did was kill Hitler. That is it. And we made a joke about this on Newsbroke, but the right is probably like, yeah, and he never gets credit for killing Hitler. It's like literally they've they said that about slavery, that like, you know, Republicans ended slavery. We didn't get we don't get credit for doing that. Um I mean, I mean, why, why is it, why is it, why is it this, why is this surprising? I mean, why is this surprising? I mean, is, is it really unexpected for Trump to say that Hitler did a lot of good things? I come from the Arab world, and by the way, people love Hitler as much as they love Saddam Hussein or Khomeini or whatever. They, the whole thing about the strong man taking the country for them is better than anything. It doesn't matter how many victims they are. They all think about like economy prosperity. If you, uh, I'm a big fan of The Handmaid's Tale. Gilead, after all of the stuff that they did in The Handmaids and uh, the sex slavery that they did to those all of those women, they just flaunted the fact that, hey, we know we fixed the air. We did the, which is like, we are very weird, like having a, a group oh, of like religious conservatives being aware of climate change and actually fixing the climate. But they, do, they don't care. They look at, they look at it like, oh, uh, prosperity, economy, uh, right. a big thing. The uh, trains ran on time, as they say. Count for those people. Uh, uh, people, you know, yeah, the whole thing about like the, the, the people who promote like Nazis or Stalin or Lenin or Mao Zedong, they just look at the big picture, look at the economy, look at the big buildings, look at the prosperity. It doesn't matter if that is all being done or made or, or, or erected mm -hmm, over mm -hmm. millions of victims. It doesn't yeah. matter. These are not important people. They, uh, well, I would also say that, you know, the it, it really depends on uh, your perspective in terms of the economy. And it really became highly monopolistic. And that's how it was so easy to become so fascistic on some level in Germany. But also, <laughs> I got to say, Donald Trump's just an idiot. I mean, he's I mean, I, I mean, clinically, he's an idiot. And um, I think somebody, put, uh, you know, said that into his ear at one point, And it was right. probably um one of his fascist friends and so he just bought it and he's you know trying to make himself seem smart it's the same thing with like where you know he turns to uh blix and says has anybody thought about putting bleach into your lung right. you know to injecting yourself with bleach i mean that's my idea i just want that down on the um and and i and i think that's <laughs> what this dynamic is and i'll also say john kelly is a shit uh, he, he, he was a piece of garbage in terms of, uh, what he did with immigrants. And, uh, he just understood optics yeah. probably better than the, that, uh, the, 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 the idiot who was the president. Um, but he is also, I just don't want that to, you know, so much of these, uh, uh, uh stories we're getting about Trump are to, um, are to basically, um, uh, make everyone around him see you know whitewash their uh, participation sure. in this and on some you know some levels you know donald trump's an idiot and 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 a, and a pig uh but he won the presidency john kelly agreed to work for him and so uh you know f john kelly too. yeah 
100%. But I also, like, yes, but also, why are we treating Trump and the Republican Party like it's not in early stages Third Reich, right? Like, how is this, like, the guy, his ex-wife, Ivana, said that he had, like, Mein Kampf on the bedside table. I'm going I'm to believe her on this one, right? Um, and... Like, I, I just, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know why this, I know it's ridiculous to keep on talking about Trump, whatever, 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 but like this, I feel like we still need to rub people's faces in this giant steaming pile of shit that has been our president, was our president, and is still out there, right? Um, and yes, all the people who condoned him, but it's like, do you agree? Did Hitler do good things? Let's talk about it. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene out there comparing, you know, the Holocaust to vaccines over and over and over again. Guys, the infatuation of, of, of Hitler, like by Hitler, is, is runs deep in American history. I mean, Henry Ford was the biggest proponent of Hitler, and he was almost awarded like a he was actually awarded um, some kind of like a high rank uh, uh, medal by Hitler. And he he he, he the, uh, Henry Ford wanted the Nazis to come to America for him and him to be yeah. a president. And and but the thing is, the infatuation of the strongman is something that is very common all around the world. People are still reminiscing about Saddam Hussein or Qaddafi. It's like, hey, at least he kept the peace, at least right. he kept security, law and order. He, he had the economy running. It doesn't matter how many people die or brought in jail. Again, for them, humans are not important. So even if Hitler did, it was the, even he was like an economic marvel at that time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you create an incredible empire where you just like step on people and kill them. It doesn't right. matter. Uh, I come from an air, from a, a part of the world that is full of strongmen and dictators who maybe we can argue that their countries prospered under them, but at the cost of thousands, even millions of lives that were killed and raped and, and imprisoned. Economic achievements should not be an excuse to Oppress yeah. I mean, and that's why he. I'd, I'd also say. Oh, I'm I was sorry, just going to say, like, I call Trump like head wound Hitler because he's like a bad fascist. Like he's an idiot fascist. You know, he doesn't know how to do it well. And that was that's our great our saving grace. And what we have to look forward to is a fascist in the United States doing it well, which is very scary. And it's either Tucker Carlson or Stephen Miller. And we should say even on uh, those, even if we were to accept uh, Trump's terms that uh the economy is really you know, sort of overshadows um, the genocide, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the economy in Germany wasn't so great uh, by the end of uh, of 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 Hitler's term, as it were. Uh, you know, a couple of cities were flattened. <laughs> Indeed. Um, well, let's move on. This was the week where we discovered just who exactly is helping to stop Biden's two point three trillion dollar infrastructure plan, or one point seven, or one point. I don't know what it is. It's probably just $500 billion at this point. Um, thanks to the work of the investigative unit of Greenpeace Uncovered, we heard lobbyists in their own words explain how they're trying to tank the infrastructure bill. Listen to them talk about who they're targeting in the Senate and how they're doing it. The winds are such that it would be difficult to, to, to categorize them all. Did we join some of these shadow groups uh, to work against? Uh, some of the early efforts yes that's true uh, but there's nothing there's nothing illegal about that yeah. this is keith mccoy one of exxon Mobil's top capitol hill lobbyists 
and this is Dan Easley. Until February this year, he was Exxon's leading White House lobbyist. Unearthed, posed as recruitment consultants, and told them we had a client who admired their work. Then we interviewed them on Zoom and asked them to tell us what they and the other lobbyists at Exxon have been up to. We're playing defense because then President Biden's talking about this big infrastructure package and he's going to pay for it by increasing corporate taxes. You stick to highways and bridges, then a lot of the, the negative stuff starts to come out because... Right. For you guys. Because there's, there's a germaneness, right? There's this, it, it, that doesn't make any sense for a highway bill. Why, why would you put in... Why would you put in a uh, uh, something on uh, uh, emissions reductions on climate change uh, to oil refineries in a highway bill? Who's the crucial guys for you? Well, Senator Capito, who's the ranking member on Environment and Public Works. Joe Manchin, I talk to his office every week. And he is the kingmaker uh, on this because he's a Democrat from West Virginia, which is very conservative state. Other ones that aren't talked about is Senator Coons, who's from Delaware, who has a very close relationship with Senator Biden. So we've been working with his office. Matter of fact, our CEO is talking to him next Next week. Our CEO is talking to Chris Coons' office next week. Um, I just have to say, before we talk about this, I, I want to say that after the revolution, obviously I don't advocate violence, but I want all these men to be the first to be thrown into that fiery butthole in the ocean that is burning in the Gulf of Mexico, just right in. Um, yeah, so this is obviously stuff that we sort of knew was going on behind the scenes, but hearing it through a what feels like a pretty easy Zoom call meeting to set up and like just a fairly open divulging of exactly what's going on. Like, I don't know like how many calls were leading up to this call where they just openly talk about who they're lobbying, um, but what are your reactions uh, both of you to just seeing it laid out, laid bare like that, and the names named of which senators are being targeted by ExxonMobil. No, no, Sam, you go ahead, please. Well, um, I, I mean, it, it's astonishing. There's a couple of things. I mean, the the, the whole video is worth watching. Um, it is. It it really is telling, not just in terms of the infrastructure bill, but our entire the way our our, our government works. Um, what also astonishes me about it is I think uh, Chris Hayes might have been the only person on uh, on 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 television that played this. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, just like, you know, it, it's sort of a silly exercise. But just imagine that, like, if there was a, a Zoom call where like, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, look at the play that Acorn got back in the day um, right? and, and it became a national. I mean, the idea that this isn't being. Um, you know, sort of uh, litigated over and over again in the national media and the national psyche is just absurd. And lastly, Chris Coons, um, that guy is loathsome and he is close to the president. And if there was like any real, I mean, the idea that this is not being exploited by the right, even uh, right. There, there's no politics in this country where um, where that can just sort of sit out there. Chris Coons was Joe Biden's number one surrogate, number one surrogate during the election, wherever uh, Joe Biden couldn't get to, Chris Coons was there. And um, that it's also really distressing in terms of the infrastructure bill. Um, and, and this should be exploited. And, and, it, and it's not being it's it's fascinating. 
Again, yeah. uh, why are we surprised? This is exactly like police brutality. It's always there, but like we guess just get to act all surprised. But when it's caught on video, this has been going on forever. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 new to this country, and yeah, and as much as I love America and its democracy and ever, it is just like out there in plain sight where senators and I, there, I think there was like uh, some statistics saying that a senator or a, a congressperson has to. Uh, uh, at least um, uh, raise tw- an average of twenty-two point uh, five thousand dollars a day in order to raise enough money for their re-elections. So those people, yeah. they go for the people to to get re-elected uh, or re-elected. But their loyalty is not for the people who uh, uh, cast the ballot. It's for the people who paid mm-hmm. for the campaign, and it's been going on. Mm-hmm. The dark money in politics has always been an issue in America. Um, uh, that yeah. is why, uh, I mean, that's why, like, under Trump, there was, remember when people talk, talking about uh, uh, net neutrality, and these were like a bunch of unelected people deciding how free, uh, or the, uh, what about the access to the internet? These were, we did not elect those people, and yet they are deciding that. So, it just like, for an outsider saying, is this whole democratic and elections and midterms, is this all kind of like an act? And at the end of the day, all of our lawmakers are just under the mercy and under the uh, direct order of the lobbyists who pay for them. Uh, so it, it, you just like have to question all of the whole thing about democracy in this country. If we are, yeah. it doesn't matter if you if you vote for uh, Joe or Jim or Mike. At the end of the day, Joe, Jim, and Mike will just follow the order that's brought to him by the lobbyists because they are the people who actually pay their salaries, not us. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I 100%, and also speaking of the, the high horse the United States loves to get on when talking about its own democracy, you know, and it's like, well, other countries, there's all these bribes paid to like police officers. And uh, oh, one time I was in Mexico and you could pay $50. It's legalized here. Like here, it is, it is like, if it is buttoned up enough, then it's great. Then bribery is lovely. But you have to be in a suit in a big chair with in front of a big fireplace in order for it to count, you know, that, or then it doesn't count as bribery. But so there was a politician who responded to this. And I agree with Sam, completely undercovered by by mainstream media. Um, and I'm glad Chris Hayes did a segment on it, but we sh- really should be doing more. But this is what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had to say about the that leak. Serious, because this is talking about whether our basic democratic rights can be purchased. And if our rights can be purchased, our democracy can be purchased, and if democracy is purchased, it is dismantled. On one hand, it's shocking, and on the other hand, it is, it's not, and that is tragic. You know, I think that for me, and for a lot of members of Congress, many of us have worked so hard to instill trust in our work as elected officials, and many of us do not accept a dime in corporate PAC money, I've never taken a closed door meeting or call with a corporate lobbyist in my entire time here. And the extent to which they, it was almost part of their sales pitch that they have access to influential members of Congress who then take these conversations that they have with corporate lobbyists and then try to package them as bipartisan or objective is it's shameful, you know, it's shameful. And I think that it brings a lot of shame. Okay, I apologize that I cut that video short. Um, I, I, I think the best work that have been done on that 
comically was Veep. Mm -hmm. How like, it was just like hilarious how they just like made fun of all of the lobbyist thing and how every bill kind of like get dwarfed to nothing in order to satisfy the lobbies in the most, I think it's one of the most intelligent comedies ever written for television. And I, I think that that is the, the, the real word now for, for us in politics. It's just like corporates run this country. Yeah. I should also say that Ro Khanna apparently has at the very least threatened subpoenas um, about that leaked audio. I don't know if he's going to, um, uh, uh, I, I don't know if, if he's going to use that uh, power or not. I think he sits on the energy committee. I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure. Uh, or the government oversight. And, um, and, and, and he should, uh, I hope it's not just like, uh, you know, coming out for show, but, and, 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 and Bossom's right. I mean, it, it's obviously, it's been out there in the open, but in the same way that we have a, um, a different understanding of the way that police, um, do their policing, uh, because of video, there's just something about hearing it and watching it that I, th you know, it, it, it should theoretically resonate more with the American public, but, but, but so far, no. So we should put body cams on senators is what you're saying. I, you know what? I'm down with that. Yeah. But the problem is, there'd be way too much stuff we don't too want to see. There's going to be so many other scandals. Like bathroom scandals. I was just going to say. And hotel room scandals and all kinds of scandals. Oh, the bathroom scandals. The feet slipping underneath. This yeah. all man wide stance, but uh, <laughs> but 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 you know when we start to talk about the Supreme Court, there was a case this week that about transparency and about the that dark money, yeah, and um it, you know the money's gotten darker uh, just this week, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second, but I did want to bring up because I tweeted the video out, and of course, Revolving Door Project, which um, Max Moran's been on this show, tweeted back at me and was like, oh. Exxon may also be able to count on having friends in the Biden administration because two former Exxon consultants are slated to be confirmed by the Senate to high ranking positions at the Treasury Department, exclamation point. Uh, fun. So that's Elizabeth Rosenberg and Neil McBride. Yeah. Um, former consultant for Exxon Mobil. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to uh, trying to read who b both of them are. She's repeatedly advocated for increasing U.S. natural gas and oil exports abroad, which would benefit companies like Exxon. I mean, so it's hard because we're going to get into the Supreme Court. Elections matter. There is a difference between a conservative court and a, and a liberal court, 100 um, percent. But it's hard to see that when you've got stories like this and when we know all this hemming and hawing over the infrastructure package which to be honest the media completely goes along with because to Bassam's point as long as you can as long as you say you got something done and you had minimal negotiation even if what you got done was money you were supposed to spend 10 years ago but then you, you know like um then you get you get a prize i don't know you get a cookie from uh, jake tapper bakes you a whole tray of cookies. I believe that's what happens. Uh, it's a wonderful baker. <laughs> he's, he's great. <laughs> All right. Well, let's finally move on. Uh, that was depressing enough, man. We were going to talk about the Teletubbies, but um, since I've got, you know, men, you know, in their prime of life, uh, they decide they were like, we don't know anything about Teletubbies. Uh, and it'd be weird if you did. It, I'm just going to be real. It'd be weird if you knew, knew too much about Teletubbies. 
Um, they got vaccinated. We'll talk about it on Sunday. But let's get into even more depressing news. You see, this the Teletubbies actually have much more common sense than those like assholes <laughs> who who follow the lizard conspiracy theories. I, w I would love to share an airplane with Teletubbies. I mean, they have much more common sense. Yeah. Oh my God. If you were next to a Teletubby on a plane, that'd be amazing. You yeah. just like rest on them, you know? I'm sure they don't mind. <laughs> Give them a they hug. They take the entire armrest though. They do. But you I hold their hand their during turbulence. Their elbows are all flashy, I think. So They've got good snacks. <laughs> from what I know of Teletubbies. They need so. the seatbelt extender too. It's definitely not Teletubby friendly. Um, all right. Last story of this hell week. Um, this was the week where it started to become very clear that when you confirm men who like beer and women who look like Carrie's mom to the Supreme Court, you get a corporate run Handmaid's Tale House of Horrors. Um, so the Supreme Court completed its term session. What is it called, Sam? It's done. Uh, it's I mean, done it's ruling. not technically, the term's not technically over, but they have no more uh, rulings. Okay. So. They're taking a summer break. Um, so no more rulings for the year, but hey, they got a lot done. Um, and it was hard looking, doing some research for this story. And, you know, there's a lot of sort of like, well, there was a lot of consensus on the Supreme Court. And yeah, well, they weren't totally awful. And there's a lot of analysis coming out. It's like, well, they're, they're not as conservative as we thought they were going to be. Uh, really, really. So a few things that they just did. Um, completed the gutting of the voting rights bill. Um ruling it unconstitutional for unions to organize farm workers on farms, undoing legacies uh, of Cesar Chavez and others, ruling in favor of Americans for Prosperity, um, a dark money group, to make Citizens United even worse, which is basically that there doesn't have to be any disclosure, I believe, uh, about sums or who was actually doing the donating. Um, and it looks like they're going to be setting up for, in the fall, a takedown of Roe v. Wade, um, they might have been, they might have cooled it on the ACA. Uh, I think the ACA, prop, I mean, it's not a great bill anyway, but I think they've mostly left it alone. Um, but yeah, this is, this is where we're at. And I, I, I wanted, part of my research actually was just listening to Sam, your interview with Mark Joseph Stern of Slate, which was devastatingly depressing about this right wing extremist agenda. And I know I wanted to sort of get your thoughts on where we're headed because you're someone who I think during the 2016 election, if I'm not mistaken, with our good friend Jimmy Dore, uh, got into some back and forth about, look, Clinton v. Trump might not feel like a lot of difference on paper, but when it comes to the Supreme Court, it absolutely matters. And I think progressives and leftists very often, too often, forget at how important the Supreme Court actually is. Uh, I um, uh, It's... It's unbelievable to me how um, how uh, little uh, the left and, and I mean that from the center to the left really appreciate um, what what the six uh, six three Supreme Court is going to mean. Mm -hmm. um, you ticked off a bunch of the cases, uh, Bernovich versus DNC, this case out of Arizona about um, uh, Section two, the Voting Rights Act. Um, it's atrocious. The ruling that um, that, that Alito wrote uh, for that basically saying even though Congress essentially amended the Voting Rights Act in 1982, any laws that existed before 1982 or at 1982 can 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 remain, which is essentially like you've asked the plumber to come fix the leak. And he says, OK, well, the leak is the baseline now. 
So don't call me um, <laughs> unless the leak is, you know, worse right. uh, than that. Um, Cedar Point, um, uh, these are all cases. Cedar Point is the one about the unionization. It's yeah. not just about unions. This is about the idea that anyone, that the government can require uh, trespass on your property. There's a right to unionize in this country. The government said uh, these people live on these farms. They work on these farms. We're going to allow unions to come in for a certain number of hours out of the uh, out of a, of a of a year, essentially, to to unionize. This is the first step in attacking a huge amount of regulation down the road. Like, how do you how do you uh, say to a restaurant, look, look, we need to inspect whether you're 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 maintaining any type of hygiene? Well, the 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 Supreme Court has said that. If the government comes in and inspects, it's a taking uh, at that point. I mean, right. so um, I didn't mean to cite, uh, you know, my uh, Hugo. Uh, it was I don't know if that was all you're laughing about the high, uh, the the food inspector, but the, um, uh, the there's an Equifax rule. I mean, there's a whole set of rulings that are going to impact our daily lives that is obscured from us, and the the left just doesn't understand the material implications. Voting, money. Um, class action, access to lawsuits, uh, just in the past like three weeks. And they're handpicking cases that were even rejected by lower courts, sent back down. They're like picking them up and like dusting them oh. off and like, oh, this protects corporate rights. We're, we're ruling on this guy. People should understand th just on the Voting Rights Act, the Section 2, John Roberts wanted Reagan to reject that 1982 amendment, to veto it when he was a lawyer at the Department of Justice. 40 years later, he is now one of six people in the country. You had the entire Senate uh, vote for that. Reagan signed off on it. John Roberts has the ability to just flick a switch. It's gone. Yeah. And and the um, they, they do this incrementally. The cases you're seeing today are going to lead to other cases a year or two from now or three years from now, and they're just slowly hacking away at the ability of government to do anything in this country. And it's and, and we're going to feel the implications for this for decades. This court has already been in power longer than the Warren Court and uh, the 5-4, longer than the Warren Court, and they're just getting started. Uh, the implications of this are going to be massive. I'm not an expert like Sam uh, and you in this, but I, I, I blame Osa uh, Obama. I think, uh, no, seriously, I, I blame the left I agree. Of, of how they kind of like softball their political game. Mm. The Republicans have absolutely no shame. They have absolutely no shame to block Obama's uh, Supreme Court nominee for a whole year. They have absolutely no shame to do what they want. And just like the left just wants to play with the rules. I mean, stop trying to meet people in the middle. Those people don't want to meet you in the middle. They want to eliminate you and they want to gut your rights. And I, I think this is like how they, 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 you have Republicans that would prefer Putin to Obama or Biden or, or Hillary. Those people have no shame. And I think it's just like it's, it's about time that the left stop playing nice and by the rules and just like be vicious. Because you are basically fighting for your freedom. And, and also, and I think like a, a conservative court is just like, it's only, I think, I don't know why, I think just like their own, their, their mission is just to conserve bullshit. And, and we just, just like, you should play by these rules. Okay, you, you are the enemy and I'm going to fight you 
until the last breath for every single liberty and right that I have, I have actually developed in this country, and I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to just say that, and, and this sort of goes to the last story we did as well, that I feel like the left doesn't have any power. And that's something as someone who's on the left it bothers me. And I know you didn't mean this, Basim, but like, we're not in power. Like people assign these, uh, you know, the, the, the power to AOC, like she can single handedly bring Medicare for all and she's going to no. Nobody listens to AOC inside of Congress. She gets a lot of play in the media because she does well. We like her. I like her. But when it comes to who's actually running shit and who's pulling strings, who's listening to her, the left, despite the squad, we've got more chances to have power, but we don't have power right now. Um, and I, I just want to I think it's important to remember that um, as we sort of feel like, well, why aren't we doing more? Um, well, the left doesn't have any power, but the, the left does have power to uh, understand the implications of, of the court system. Yes. And, um, and they have in the left. And I, I mean, from the center to all the way through the left. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, I, I, I understand that from an ideological perspective, uh, the far left and uh, the, you know, like uh, genuine lefties in terms of like socialists mm -hmm. and whatnot, yeah. um, um, see less import to the, the court because there's a, a more of a re revolutionary uh, program. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, it, it, you know, if you have a bat, if you have a plan B, uh, you better pay attention to the court because, um, Mitch McConnell probably uh, was, uh, you know, gets a lot less credit than he should for Donald Trump winning because that court seat that that he uh, maneuvered to be open was a was a huge driver, was a huge driver, though, that 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 Merrick Garland seat was a huge driver to uh, turning out the the fundamentalist base uh, for Donald Trump. And 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 and, and Bossom is exactly right. The, the Obama administration did not take the court seriously whatsoever. And it's one thing to say, I can't control Mitch McConnell, but you can say, okay, here's Merrick Garland. You won't give him a hearing. Here's a, a half a dozen others. I'm going to hit every constituency out there so that Mitch McConnell, you are shitting and spitting on the face of a whole series of constituents that we need to come out and vote uh, in the fall. You could have politicized that a lot more. Barack Obama failed miserably at it. He failed miserably at taking the judiciary seriously, which is astonishing for a constitutional law expert. Joe Biden, to his credit, um, has 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 put at this juncture, it's not that many, more lifetime appointments than any other um, uh, president. Not that many, maybe a dozen at this point. But at least he's taking it seriously. Um, and, and, and hopefully they'll fill as many of these lifetime appointments, not all in the Supreme Court, obviously, um, uh, you know, very quickly, but that's what we can do. We can become more sensitive to the relevance of this issue and put power, I mean, put, um, uh, political pressure on our politicians to take it seriously too. Cause they know that, um, democratic voters just don't take it as seriously short of Roe v. Wade. That's it. It's obscured. And part of it is because there's a corporate agenda, even by the Democrats, um, yes. uh, who they put on the court. So absolutely. I think that's really, that is really it. And, and that is why, What's, what's bothered me, I mean, we talked about dark money just a little bit ago. Now we're talking about the Supreme Court. The right has had an agenda. We don't know what the Democrats' agenda has or hasn't been. They had, you know, it's like you hear David Axelrod, who's Obama's, you know, uh, whatever, chief of staff advisor, where he was like, you know, oh, we really, we really got blindsided by 2010, you know, when we lost like Congress and we just got blindsided by all the, all the Koch brother money. And you're like, how? 
How right. did you get blindsided by this? How did you not? And, and once you knew what was going on, once you could see that Citizens United was just funneling endless amounts of money into your opponent, how did you not create a defense like, you know, to that? And, and the same thing with the Supreme Court. You, you think about like, you know, Barrett and Kavanaugh have been waiting in the wings for so long. And it's like, OK, well, who do we got waiting in the wings? What was right. our think tank strategy? You know, were those big donors? And when I say our, I mean protecting the right to choose whether you want to be a mother or not. All right. So just going to show this last thing. With Barrett on board, obviously, you've got emergency appeals from churches, fighting pandemic restrictions, strengthening religious laws. Uh, now, landmark Roe v. Wade abortion rights ruling and a call for constitutional right to carry a gun in public signal that the court's conservatives are ready to begin a legal transformation. Yep. I'm, okay. All right. We got to get to some happy stuff. <laughs> Uh, before Bossom, I know you got a dash, so we're gonna do one final segment. I'm this is what I want to know, um, uh, which is uh, there's lots of discussion on the right about cancel culture. There's lots of discussion about comics. Uh, you can't say anything in comedy anymore. You can't say it. right. So my question is. Uh, is the right funny? Can the right be funny? This is the sitch. Okay, this is specifically obviously verbosum, but but Sam as well. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of the right loves to talk about cancel culture. You can't say anything. Blah blah. blah tone policing. Woke police. Blah blah blah. Trump, meanwhile, we just found out was looking into how he could sick the DOJ or the FCC on SNL. Just pathetic shit, uh, trying to clamp down on anyone making fun of him. I mean, we all agree that Alec Baldwin should be arrested for a terrible impression of Trump. That is, I think, bipartisan. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Basim, about what it is like doing comedy under under a dictatorship and when authoritarianism comes to power. You know, Trump and LCC were friends. He was probably studying your case. He was like, if we can just get SNL off the air. Well, well, here's the thing. The whole thing about satire and irony that it's subversive and conservatives by default cannot be subversive because mm. it's about making fun of taboos, about establishments, about the thing that we hold dear and holy. And the conservatives, they hold to this. So they cannot. So what happens that their satire is misogynist, is racist, is uh, is is anti-minority and it's just like it's they're terrible i mean if you watch the so-called comedy show on fox news which is like it's so cringy but, uh, for example one one of the um, like the very few comedic actors that came from with a right-wing uh mentality is kelsey Grammer, frazier right he's great i mean he's one of i i, I love him i love frazier one of my favorite shows but then they did they tried their hand on a naked gun kind of satire when they did a movie called an american carol and i'm sure that I, even if you don't remember that movie it's fine because it was uh, on on uh, it was a uh, 12 percent on uh, rotten tomatoes so it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie 4.1 uh, uh, out uh, of 10 from imdb and they were basically doing a um uh, 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 and uh, like a, a kind of a naked gun parody 
on uh, Roger Moore, uh, what's his name, uh, Michael Moore kind of uh, movies. Oh, and it was yeah. the most terrible satirical movie you can ever see. It was terrible, and it's full of like all of these uh, uh, terrible um, uh, stereotypes about Arabs and Muslims and women and liberals. It's just like rude. Their, their comedy is. Kelsey Grammer was in this movie. I feel like we have to get high and watch it. Like, this no, no, no. Is yeah, like... yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer was on it. He was the guy who's starring American character. It was just like one of the most terrible right wing kind of satire. Just it, you have to watch it as a case study, and 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 it just like they 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 don't they 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 don't get uh, the satire in the same way that that the, the left wing because for them it's just like insulting. And uh, and and when they do satire, they do it in a way. I mean, you have like the, the article that you shared with us, which is a comparison between the Onion and the Babylon Bee. Mm -hmm. The Babylon Bee, I didn't know that there was like a, it was a conservative uh, right wing satirical site until I actually researched it because I found my right wing friend sharing their articles as real news. <laughs> yes. And they, it's kind of like the way that they, they, they feed into the narrative of, of their conspiracy theories. The Onion is just like clear-cut, very, very intelligent satire, and it shows. But yes. the way that they do it is just like it's a way to feed into the misinformation and the conspiracy theories. And, and so the short answer is uh, the right wing suck at satire. I had it because I had Islamists and um right-wing pro-military uh, characters trying to do satire against me and they were like terrible they were just, like <laughs> terrible it was like so unfunny and it's only funny for their own followers and the reason why their followers like that kind of satire is for them it's a way to insult the other it's it's more sure. of insulting comedy it's not intelligent it's not it's just like raw and just like in your face on the nose terrible well, and it's the victim yeah, complex right now that the right has, which is they see like, you know, Black Lives Matter as the establishment, as if it were the establishment. So their satire is like, well, since we can't say, you know, I don't know, the N word, or we can't do, we can't make fun of women, or we have to ask for consent, that suddenly becomes our like oppression and we're fighting against that. Therefore, we can do satire. First of all, the whole thing about cancel culture is bullshit because yes. no one will come at you and put you in jail because like an in uh, some sort of a, like an, a politically incorrect joke you did. You just say if whatever only. you want and just have to bear the consequences. There are like yeah. and which is like social social pressure, or whatever. But nobody is coming to you and putting you to jail because you said like a, a like a bad taste joke. This is terrible. The whole cancel culture it just like the worst crazy. that happens is that nobody laughs. And we've all seen comics like say yeah. a racist or messed up joke and not no one laughs and they're like you're just all you're just woke and you're like okay. Uh, buddy, yeah, and, and, and when you are canceled by a TV show or whatever, you are canceled by private corporations. You're kind of by private businesses that they see that it's in their own interest not to have you anymore because of what you said. But right. the government is not canceling you. The the police is not canceling you. The, the law is not canceling you. This is just like social interaction. If you don't like it, you can go to Fox News and say whatever, like politically correct, mm -hmm. and they will welcome you, and they will even pay you a lot of money for your poorly uh, constructed jokes. But other than that, there's the whole cancel culture thing is just stupid. Greg Gutfeld uh, does a hear here on that. Um, but yeah, I think Bossom's right. The, you know, the fact is that the right um, really doesn't do satire. The, you know, satire um, is, is supposed to expose structural, um, uh, you know, uh, 
aspects of our society. And, and like Bassem says, they're just, they're just, uh, insult comedians, but they also, part of the reason why it's just simply not funny is they, sp they have to spend so much time creating the straw man and the right. structure to attack. And it's really, you know, read thin. There was a show that they did to compete with Saturday night live, like 15 years ago. I don't know if you can see the it's a clips of it on, uh, online Fox did. And it, it was like opened up with Rush Limbaugh and, and, Ooh. and he came out and, and delivered what, uh, you know, was, I guess, sort of like oh, a wow. cold opening. Oh, and he, and he brought in cold. his vice president, he's brought in his vice president who is Ann Coulter. And it was, just a series of just it was so it is so bad because they're they're having to sell the the uh, the the existence of a structure that nobody else recognizes um that then they're sort of critiquing it it really is it really is the closest i can uh, you know uh, back in my my comedy days i did a couple of industrials uh with a comedy troupe and you found that like the stuff that really played was when they said like, here, do these jokes about the, the R and D department and make sure that you talk about how Angie uh, never lets her, um, her paper clips lent out. And you say that in front of the crowd and they go wild. Anything else. Right. They corporate don't case. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's all just sort of like uh -huh. their entire um, uh, sort of, comedic uh, uh genre is that and and you can see it i mean i don't know if gutfeld's show is still on but oh it's still on it, oh, i tried to find a good it's one of the highest rated shows on not fox news because i think it catered for the 65 the comedy holy shit wow that's as a matter the first the, can i tell you something for the first week where gutfeld uh, premiered Fox News was all over the place celebrating a Gutfield is having one of the highest rated shows on television, like, period. And because, like, people who watch Fox News are just still the people who watch television, which is like 65 and above. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Okay. I, I couldn't find a, I mean, they're all terrible clips, but I didn't actually pull one. I didn't have time, but we've all seen how terrible Gutfeld is. And I'm just like, yo, I know a lot of com comedians who would probably take that job writing for you. Like I know people write for Bill Maher. It's not, obviously it's not Gutfeld, but like there's some bad jokes in there. It's cringy. He's cringy. Um, just hire writers, hire better writers. They're out there. They'll work. We're broke as hell. It, but it, I doesn't, matter if you, it doesn't matter if you hire better writers, the whole, it, 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 it's a mindset. It's the mindset. If you, sure. if you get the best writer in the world, it's like, okay, let's let, let it, it just, it's, it's, Again, it's conservatism and satire. It doesn't, it's, oh, but it doesn't Basim, work. Let's just look at some Babylon B headlines because I feel like you're not giving them credit. So here's one, George Washington to be replaced on Mount Rushmore by George okay, Floyd. Okay, here it is. So this, oh, this is, they're insulting a dead man, like a guy that was killed on camera. Where yep. is the satire in this? All right. Oh, because then, it's, they're both named George. Yeah. Um, Biden Saki to go door to door on bikes asking if you have a moment to talk about getting vaccinated. <laughs> That's making there's fun no, of the fact there's there's a joke in that. Like you, you, I mean, I, there's no attempt at a joke. Where does the punchline, where is the, there's no attempt at a joke in either one the of them. The Photoshop job though, Sam, look. Yeah, the Photoshop job is sort of funny. <laughs> it, it works. I mean, they have the money to buy uh, uh, Adobe, but other than that, it's just... Okay, what about this? 
House votes to replace all Confederate statues with statues of Chairman Mao. That just sounds like cool. But I, I understand why is this funny for the right. I understand because like we would rather to have a racist leader in the Civil War who enslaved black people uh, other than we have a communist. Yes, I, I see that. I see the joke. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad you could see. This is this one I literally don't understand. AOC donates casket she was buried in after being killed on January 6th to Smithsonian. Yeah. That joke is that she has been really overly dramatic and has claimed, you know, about what happened on January 6th. Yeah, right. because God, God forbid if you keep, like, if, if you don't talk about, like, how people were, like, inches away from... Uh, coming in and threatening to kill you, yeah. But like, but I, I, like I don't even, I'm not even offended by their their dumb talking point. It's just that it's so not funny. Funny. <laughs> it is just like, and those and aren't even punching funny. down. Those, like, they have I'm, other I, ones that are like all like, oh, why women make great soldiers? And it's like, uh, they can only do five push-ups and make you look strong. I'm and, not a offended by the point they're trying to make with that and that's what makes it unfunny it's <laughs> unfunny distinct period. from yeah period it's just like <laughs> it is it is honestly like um it, there's nothing nothing less funny than unfunniness that thinks it's funny there's yeah. just it's just uh, what a horror show honestly that is it's 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 impressive that that goes out the door and they're like Good one. Nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it with this. I mean, I feel like they also might be getting paid for word because there are way too many words in this headline, which in which case, like, I'm like, you know, I respect the hustle. Guys, these are the, the same people that would, if they uh, see like a black face sketch, they would think it's funny. This yes. is the kind of this is the kind of audience that they, they cater to. Yes. And that that to me is why I think this is I was also not only a trip abroad, every conservative, every American needs, but everyone needs a lesson in irony. Like, what is irony? What is sarcasm? Like, can let's let's like listen for tones, you know, like, wow, you look great. You know, like let us okay, was that sarcastic or not? You can go out into the world. Like this should be a lesson in senior year in high school when you do like, you know, sex ed back-to-back -back sex ed and government and civics and you're like what 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 and then irony class that's what i think um and and then i think we would create better citizens if we just did that because literally people thought colbert report was like a real show and then you've got liberals who are like oh my god it's stephen colbert's fault that trump got elected you're like no it's not hearing tones yeah that it's got it's it, it, it's ironic that the that the right has any kind of satire. That's the irony. I, I I will say, uh, Donald Trump at times can be funny. I mean, legitimately funny. Um, but I think it's just because he's. Um, I I mean, I I, I think you know I I can't think of a time off the top of my head. But there are he is pretty good at insulting people, and um, you know, I, yeah, he's I, he's, I, he's I, an insult. He's yeah, an honestly, comic. He's I, a hack no, comic. We yes. From very early on, he just struck me as a, as a road comic. Mm. I mean, and and basically uses the same technique. And look, you know, you go out and you do you know, during the campaign, you do two hundred nights a year, three hundred nights a year. You're going to get pretty good. Yes. If you got any any like inkling of like showmanship, you're going to figure out the lines that work. You keep repeating them. You already have an audience that is completely, um, you know, yours as you walk in the room. And so uh, he should have just been a stand up. 
Hitler should have been an artist as George W. Bush. Maybe he yes. could have just been a stand-up. Basim, yep. we would have toured with him. It would have been funny-ish. Could have been great. You guys come in my bus. <laughs> Actually, it's you, Francesca. <laughs> the worst part of that uh, Access Hollywood video is I like that actress because I used to be obsessed with Days of Our Lives when I was like 14. And I was like, oh. don't disrespect her. Don't remember her name. She was good um, as Nicole Evil. Uh, all right. We're going to move on to our final segment, but I want to read a few comments real, real, real quick. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for, hey, thank you for your super chats. Thank you for becoming a patron, patreon.com slash situation room. On Trump, Steve Damon on YouTube says fascism is good for business and in the, in the short term, I think you meant short term, which is why Trump loved it. Short term thinking is a very German thing. All right. Now we're getting a little... Now we're judging the Germans, but yes, it is. It's true. Fascism is absolutely good for business. I mean, uh, I think there were a couple of Wall Street executives who said that about Warren. Like, would they rather have Trump or Elizabeth Warren? And they were like, Trump. They, that was before the election. Um, Tesla Ranger, I think Trump is a Nazi, but also too stupid to realize he's a Nazi. Could be. Uh, Invincible Queer on Exxon Mobile. Four Horsemen, gonna apocalypse. Very true. Uh, Dragon Slayer, Slayer Dragon. Corporatocracy says, you can vote for whomever you wish out of those two options I've so generally, generously provided. Um, and Liu Kang on YouTube, SCOTUS is more important than POTUS, always has been. And Little Mac, what's up? Thank you so much for your super chat. Bottom line, we live in an oligarchy with good people fighting hard to return us to democracy. Please keep fighting the good fight for us, Franny and Sam. Love you both. Uh, love you. Thank you. And Todd, thank you so much. There should only be, there should be comedy police, the only police I will endorse. <laughs> comedy police is the audience, man. If they laugh, if they don't laugh. And sometimes they're terrible, just like police. Not all audiences are good. Um, all right, guys, let's move to our final, final segment, our fun segment. Who are we going to sex? Who are we going to elect? Who are we going to overthrow? Let's get into it. And for this last segment, I've selected just some of the three most scrumptious, mm, scrumptious centrist Dems. Kirsten Cinema, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, and Diane, where am I? Feinstein of California, who by her own staff standards said she's losing her marbles. So I'm not being ageist. Um, who do you send a sex to? Who do you elect to office? You can elect them to any office. And who are we overthrowing? No more. Bye-bye. Trash shoot of memory. Who wants to go first? Uh, I, I, can, I can I do a little bit of modification? Mm, no. Okay. Do you think Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR allows you to modify? No, it's NPR. I'm, I'm just ducky on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah I, that's I, a modify. I, I, modify I, 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 I would do... Um... Uh, stab, shoot, decapitate, and all of them will be Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no. <laughs> and all of them is Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no, oh, oh, all Mitch McConnell. Okay. okay, yes. okay. Well, let, let, let me see if. So I the thing is, like, I, I would, I, I would, uh, 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 there's kill, right? There's a kill. No, there's there's overthrow. Oh, overthrow. That's Joe, the the guy, the the man, the. Uh, Joe Manchin. That, that's the guy from West Virginia, the uh, the Democrat from West Virginia, yes. right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That that overthrow. 
uh, I shouldn't be talking about sexting because there are women and this is like a whole Me Too movement, but I would, I would, I would choose Feinstein because she wouldn't remember. Now <laughs> 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 she's losing the marbles. And I don't know, uh, the third one, she looks like a, uh, a high school principal, so I would elect mm. her for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Elect her to be a high school principal. I don't know if that is that elected. I feel like that's. Uh, I I don't know. That's just a yeah. job, but I yeah, like I, that. Okay. I I fail I fail on this test. Local yeah. office. No, no, I like it. Um. Sam, what about I you? Sh I should tell you that I didn't realize that I only had those three to choose from uh, because I've <laughs> never played this game because I have no uh, social. Uh, I, I I never had friends growing up. <laughs> Uh, I don't but, play games. But now, off the top of my head, I would say, okay, what I would do is I would, um, I would sext Joe Manchin mm. uh, because he needs to be wooed, and mm. I feel like I could woo him into uh, perhaps supporting the reconciliation and maybe even uh, getting rid of the filibuster. Okay, oh, I, that that that's how good your sext is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe, would try. Maybe, maybe he will filibuster your sex. I mean, like you're gonna send him a sex, and then he will tell, like he will send you back like a whole useless. One text. of those long texts that you have to like expand. I feel like it's worth a try, and no, uh, I, I feel like it's worth a try. And uh, Kristen Cinema, I would, um, I would have her elected to governor of Arizona, so we could get a different uh, Democrat in in her position nice. in the Senate. And Feinstein, I'd overthrow because uh, it's a blue state and we can just get rid of her. I mean, I originally, I was going to say I would text uh, Feinstein. Uh, but Bob said, so I had to make a last be, uh, ditch. Yeah. I mean, eggplant? Mm, I'm uh, hungry. I, I love an eggplant parm. But I, I would, uh, I would, yes, I would just overthrow Feinstein uh, and, and get, uh, you know, it's a blue state. So, so we're sexing. Okay. Know. I'm okay. So, okay. Your sex game is good. You're going to sex. I'm, I would totally sex mansion for sure. He's the one that you're like, uh, you probably, would, probably, probably would respond better to yours than mine, but I'm not sure about it. You that. never know. You could show him the calves. Um, I got some game. I got some game with my calves. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you it's, did years ago, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, sexting um, mansion for sure <laughs> sexting mansion because he's very very he's he feels like he's more obviously he's impressionable very impressionable um you overthrowing cinema i don't trust kristen cinema anywhere doing anything other than like picking tops out at you know uh talbots that's it you just help me with a top at talbots which i obviously i don't own a boat so i don't shop there but if I did, I would trust Kirsten Cinema to help me pick out a top. That's the only place I trust her. Uh, nowhere near politics. This woman is used to be the Green Party. Now she's a Republican, essentially. Do not know. Do not care. She's more into like we wearing statement pieces rather than legislating. Overthrow her and Feinstein, Diane, Diane, die fi, die fi. Before you die fi. I'm going to elect you. Whatever office you want, girl. I don't need, like, you want to be president? That's fine. We, again, we will, we will weekend at Bernie's you along with Justice Breyer. Um, we'll get all our good people in there. Uh, you're going to crush it. Yes. Yes. You did sign a $5 trillion infrastructure bill. Yeah. We love it. You love it. Everyone loves it. You're great. Uh, we're electing Feinstein, you guys. Uh, and then we're obviously electing a real senator, uh, a real Democratic senator in California. This state is crap. All right, guys. 
that has been the show. Holy shit. Basim Yusuf, thank you so much for being on. Where can people find you and your work? Uh, I, I prefer Instagram nowadays. Uh, I kind of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of avoiding Twitter at all costs. But yeah, at Basim at Instagram. I, I, put, I, put videos of, uh, I put videos of uh, butterflies. Oh my God, are you, is this a cry for help? Is this like Britney Spears' gram where you're like, save me? No, no, I was, there. I think I was high, but like there was like a butterfly just like, like on my balcony. I was just like, if we're there for an hour, I was just like taking all of these stories and videos and people like were texting me, are you okay? It's like, no, I'm just high. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Basim. If you guys can catch him live, do it. Um, be well, take very good care. And uh, Sam Cedar, what do you do during the week? Where can people find uh, you? People can find me at the Majority Report every day at noon, except for Thursdays. Uh, <laughs> Emma uh, Viglin takes over, and um, uh, and then you know later on uh, on YouTube or on the you know Twitch or Facebook or Twitter. Facebook, or, okay. I think I, I to be totally honest, I'm not 100 percent sure. It's a uh, it's my peeps and. Uh, and uh, or I guess on the Peacock app, too, oh, yeah. you can find on choice. Um, the majority report plays at 10 p.m. And uh, Emma and I do a second show that is just uh, interviews with reporters. Um, that is, I'm pretty sure, untitled, but we've only been doing it for four months. So uh, it, and it's uh, you can find that at uh, 5 p.m. And then they replay it at other times. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know it was an evening show. Um, and everybody, I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't either. <laughs> like, oh, nobody told me. Also, just everyone listen to Sam's interview with Mark Joseph Stern for more on the Supreme Court. It was good. It was important. And uh, thank you, Sam, so much for being here. We have to check in on that libertarian to make sure that he has not also had heart palpitations since you've debated him. So um, please don't look directly into the camera. And uh, I, yeah, I not. Yeah, I was looking down. Good, 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 good. Take very good care. Uh, real pleasure. Thank you, friend. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Oh, my God, on a Thursday. What a fucking delight. Um, and make sure to stay tuned for Sunday. We've got a show uh, with Bridget Todd of Ultraviolet and the very, very funny comedian James Fritz. And we will be talking about Teletubbies. Hell yeah. Uh, and until then, remember, fight the power, fuck the patriarchy, and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Later.